Welcome to episode 49 of the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. Godly vision is built on absolute principles. This is Leadership in Context, a conversation on leadership in the context of the local church. For show notes, email podcast at inourpastors.com. And now here's Keith Tusi. We're going to talk about vision. This is a subject I don't think we can talk too much about. I think the more you understand about vision, the more you want to hear about vision, because it is so critical. Of course, one of the theme scriptures in the Bible on vision is in Proverbs 29, that says, where there is no vision, the people are unrestrained, or the King James says that they perish, but happy is he who keeps the law. Let me just share a couple clear things about vision, no pun intended. Vision is not necessarily a sign that you've got it all together. There are people with great vision who understand the reason they need great vision is because they can't see things. That's why you need vision. Vision is needed when natural sight is not enough. Now that's something that should speak to our hearts. We need to look at the calling on our lives, on our church, on our business, on our family, whatever it may be, and settle in our hearts that natural vision is not enough, that I need to see beyond what I can see. That's what vision infers. Or vision is required when natural sight is obstructed, when we cannot see things, when there are legitimate things that are happening circumstantial, spiritual, environmental, personal things that are blocking our vision, we need to get to a higher place so that we can see over those things, see around those things. I'd like to think that if we were really walking in the spirit in day-to-day life, there are some things we could see through. I think that's where discernment comes, or discernment and vision definitely play hand in hand. One of the components about vision and a vision bearer, somebody that is able not just to get vision, but retain vision. A lot of people get vision. A lot of people are moved. A lot of people get inspired, but not a lot of people hold that vision in their container. And I think order, having an orderly life where our life is knit together, that it can hold that is critical to retaining vision. I like to say it like this. The horizontal surfaces in our life can get piled up with stuff and they can block the vertical horizons in our life. Often when I'm looking at people that are struggling with vertical vision. Where do I go? What do I do? What decision do I make? Where is God taking me? Oftentimes there is, not all the time, but oftentimes there is a lack of order in their life. There are things that are being neglected. There are things that are undone. There is procrastination. There's a lack of excellence in executing some things. And that falls into the order category. That's why a Christian leader in 1 Timothy 3 has got to have order in his life. Not just so that he'll be an example, but so that he'll be unencumbered and be able to lift up vertically and get past the weights of horizontal life. So our horizontal surfaces ought to be cleared up. Often when I'm talking with people and they're in a vision struggle, I ask them, 
Is there anything that is undone in your life that you know to do? Just any little thing. Clear the decks. Make sure that is done. I think those are great vision tools. I think point number two that we've got to make very clear is that it's not, not, not just good enough to get vision. Vision must be maintained. And vision is not just maintained by trying hard. How do you maintain vision in the natural? You keep your eye on the prize. Jesus talked about a man looking back is not good. Lot's wife looked back is not good. You know, if, you, if you've if got both hands on the plow and you're looking over your shoulder, you're going to plow crooked. So there is a discipline. There is an order first. Then there is a discipline of maintaining vision. Part of vision, think about this, is focus. Okay? A person can have really good vision, they can see really good, but yet they've got to bear down and they've got to focus. You know, you can be looking at the big picture literally of something and somebody can say, look at that little uh, abstract thing or look at that little detail in that painting or that picture or whatever it may be. And you're like, what, what? Well, once you focus on it and you see it, then every time you look at that picture, your eye instantly picks it up. That is a spiritual reality as well. So focus and vision go together. Now, I'm not a great marksman and far from it, but I do know this. When you're trying to hit the bullseye, when you're trying to be focused, there are some things you've got to do. Your feet have got to be planted. You've got to be stable. You've got to be calm. You've got to breathe in and breathe out. You can't be spiritually hyperventilating and trying to get vision or maintain vision. So you've got to be steady, you've got to be calm, and you can't be distracted. You can't allow the things in your peripheral vision to distract you. See, that's the difference between vision and focus. You can have great vision and see a lot of things, but then you've got to focus on where do we go. I've seen people with loads of vision but lack the discipline of focus and bearing down and taking the first step or taking the next step. So that's a law of vision is focus that has to do with discipline in many cases. Number three, vision must be clarified. Vision must be clarified. Before we share vision, we should clear vision. How do you clear vision? You ask somebody, hey, do you see what I see? You know, I remember one time we lived out in the country for a number of years when we were raising our kids, and uh, we did have bear out there, and we did see some pretty nice-sized black bear from time to time, and we had a big-picture window, and I was looking out across the field probably several hundred yards away, and uh, there was a fence out there, and I said, look, look, there's a bear on the fence out there. There's a bear at the fence, and from the distance, it looked like a bear, and then I went and got the binoculars and looked, and you know what it was? It was a big piece of brown paper. It was like a brown paper bag that was blown against the fence. And I'm telling you, from a distance, I believed it was a bear, and I had several other people believing it was a bear, until we really clarified the vision. So you want to be in a place where your vision can be tested, where it can be examined, where you could draw close to it, where, where you can get say to somebody else, put your eyes on this and see if it rings true. So vision needs to be clarified 
before it's shared, okay? And then when it's shared, then it can still be, you know, detailed out a little bit. But you want to do that before you share. I think a lot of people have lost credibility of vision because they shared a vision that was not yet clarified. You need to share that in a, in a trusted group, in, in a group that can get the binoculars and look at it and test it and go that way. Now, what are the results if we don't have vision? Now, this is a word picture in the Hebrew. It says the people are unrestrained. The King James uses even a stronger word, the people perish. And that etymology of this word is this regards training an animal for domestic use, like a horse. Like if that horse thinks that you're trying to hurt it, rather than trying to bless it, that you're going to take care of that horse, you're going to comb that horse, you're going to feed that horse, all you're asking that horse to do is pull the wagon a little bit. If it doesn't understand that, you know what it's going to do? It is going to work against you. It is going to become unrestrained. It is going to kick itself out until it perishes. It's going to hurt. And there's a lot of people that are kicking themselves out against the will of God because they don't understand God is trying to bless them. There's a lot of people that are kicking themselves out against God's designated leadership in their life because they don't understand that person is trying to bless them and help them. It's their lack of vision, not the other person's lack of leadership or concern that is hurting them. Because a lack of vision will not allow you to go through a process that requires some sacrifice that requires you being in a submissive position or a submissive point, that requires you using faith and trust. Very important. We don't want to be those people that are perishing, that are unrestrained, that are acting rebellious, that are not under the lordship of Jesus because we have not bought into a vision process in our life. And then the last thing he says here is happy are they who keep the law. Isn't it interesting how he brings the law? And I think there's no doubt the law of first reference here is he's talking about the law of God, without a doubt. But what is the law of God? The law of God is absolute. So what he's telling you is that vision and absolutes go hand in hand. Any kind of a godly vision is still built on absolute principles. Trying to come up with some vision that no one can reconcile to the word of God or righteous standards is mysticism, and it's a dangerous area to be in, okay? So happy is he who keeps the law. Here's what I've noticed about great visionaries. They have very clear principles in their life. They got very clear understanding of the stewardship in their life in other areas, and that causes vision to flourish, it enables them to hang on to vision. It enables them to clarify vision. So let's be intent and remind yourself that it takes some effort and focus to keep your vision fresh and alive. I want to encourage you, let the wind of the Holy Spirit blow on you today to stir up any vision that may have settled down and is not alive and active today. Get some clarity on it. Get around some godly people who can take a look at that vision. Get in focus. Ask God, what is the next step I need to take in this vision quest? Hey, I love talking about vision. I love talking with you because I know it's life-changing and I know you'll share it with somebody. Tell somebody else about the podcast and 
hey, thanks for spending some time with me. Really enjoyed it. God bless you. This is Keith Tusi for Leadership in Context. Today, Keith shared four vision truths. One, vision is not necessarily a sign that you have it all together. We need vision because we can't see things. Two, having an orderly life is critical to retaining vision. Our horizontal surfaces need to be clear. Three, vision must be maintained with focus. Keep your eye on the prize. And lastly, four, vision must be clarified. Don't lose credibility with your vision by sharing it before it is clarified. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at innerpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at innerpastors. See you next week.